Driving on sunny days, we can skate. I got a place for you. This home that you put effort in, you told me it was made for two. The chances I would take for you to show you we're unbreakable. Every time we bonding, and when I'm in trouble, you get me out just like a bondsman and kiss me in my sleep. When you feel them tears on my shoulder, you may weep. Even if it takes you weeks, I'll provide you what you need. For better or worse, at times we have broken up, but still made it work. For what it's worth, half of your burdens, I'ma help you hold that. It's relational, so I know that the soul man. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of... It's relational. My name is Kimar. My name is Diani. And on this episode today, this episode today, we are doing something completely unique and very different from all the prior episodes, right, Diani? Yes. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna lean into it, or you want me to do it? You can lean into me? it. Me? Yeah. <laughs> so on today's episode, we're getting uh, two elements of what we uh, normally host with. It's relational. So we're getting a single perspective, and we're also getting a married perspective. Um, there's a little story on why there's two at once, or two at the same time, if you will. But we're going to really get into it and really understand, you know, just the dynamics and just go through it and just really hear some heartfelt lessons and everything behind it, right? Yes. All right. So before we begin, we always like to do every now and then a couple shout outs to, you know, YouTubers or podcasts. Uh, that you know we're running with so just quick shout out to you know run thrive survive with Sierra, also blurred by nature my anime guys and then an honorable youtube shout out to you know scott bernhardt you know my brother you know brother in fitness yeah, we're, just, brother. <laughs> we're just hanging out with scott for vegandale in canada yes yes so that was fun and that was very exciting yes yes if you haven't gone vegan yet consider it yeah. I, I won't tell people go, but yeah. consider it. I won't go full vegan. I'll be a part-time attendee. Okay, okay. Enough vegan, enough vegan, enough vegan conversation. <laughs> All right. So without any further ado, bring up who we're talking to. Who we're so talking to. So we have a very special guest today. Yeah. Because all our guests are very special. 100%. We have Janine here from yeah. the Cultivating Love Podcast. Welcome, Janine. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you guys today. It is absolute pleasure to be joining you today. So for everyone out there, all the podcast family, I am Janine. I am 42 from Ohio and um, I am a widow and I was married for five years and I became a widow at the age of 35. So I've been a widow for six years now, um, a little over six years. And um, so I have experiences from dating long distance and getting married to navigating this new journey of being a young widow and um, what my next chapter looks like. So I'm happy to be joining you all today. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you in advance for coming on with us. You know, we truly appreciate you coming on and just, you know, sharing your story with us. You know, yeah. that's 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 very um important to us because this could be, you know, if you will, like a touchy kind of sensitive topic. Like, it's I don't really want to talk about it. But, you know, we're thankful that, you know, you definitely yeah. want to come through with and us. And that you are open to share your story with us. Absolutely. Right, right. So um, that being said, right. I think what we want to do is kind of hear a little bit more on the uh, the widow story. Um, not exactly the, the the easiest thing to talk about. Not exactly mm -hmm. the greatest thing to talk about all the time. But it's something we have to acknowledge, you know, as part of our our history and who we are. So, you know, let's let's kind of dive in a little bit on you know um, you know the widow topic again. So, 
you became a widow at age 35, right? Yes. That is that is a very young age. Yeah. Very yes. young age. Um, let's talk about that relationship, you and your significant other. You know, how young were you when you guys started dating? You know, at what age did you get married? Were there any kids? Let's kind of get into that a little bit. Okay. So I met my husband um, at the age of 27, and we met on a blind date. Wow. Through a mutual friend. Um, she was one of my best friends. And at the time he worked for a company and she worked at a bank and they were getting a new telephone system because he worked for a telecommunications company. So that's how they met. Um, and one day she called me and she said, I met this guy. He smells good. And he looks like a teddy bear. And she wanted to set us up. <laughs> so we went on a blind date in July of 2007 and I walked away knowing he was going to be my husband. I absolutely knew that day. Wow. And I told my friends, I'm going to marry him. Wow. So from there, now at the time he was living where I grew up um, and I was living in Columbus. So to kind of give a little, that's about two and a half, three hours away from each other. Um, so if we were going to date, it was, it was going to be long distance. Um, so we went out a couple more times and we just, from there, just kept dating and talking. And, and at that time there wasn't a lot of video chatting. There's not everything there is today when it comes to long distance dating. Um, we had cell phones and that was still kind of the time period of where you waited till after nine o'clock. <laughs> oh wow yes 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 yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 so that was back then and at the time he wasn't a huge phone talker so like we would talk I mean you know it got more as we started dating more and more mm -hmm. um so we dated for about two and a half years and we got engaged in September of 2009 and we got married in May of 2010 so I moved home, um, back to where he was in January of 2010. We made that decision together that I would move back to the area and, um, yeah, we got married. And so I would say in 2000, towards the end of 2014, my husband was a diabetic, but mm. he really controlled his diabetic quite well. Um, he would walk and, you know, I started cooking and helping him out on that end. Mm -hmm. um, Cause being a bachelor, you know, don't necessarily <laughs> do everything <laughs> you're supposed to. And so I would come in, you know, I came in cooking and helping out. Mm -hmm. And so he, he walked and he tried to watch his diet and things like that. But towards the end of 2014, we noticed um, that his kidney function wasn't exactly it was, it was declining. So his doctor was having some concerns about that. Mm -hmm. So in 2015, um, he was going to a specialist kidney specialist along with his regular doctor to see what was really going on in his body. Right. Um, they were doing a lot of tests and things like that. And at the end of the day, they were just saying his diabetes was being really, really aggressive and diabetes ran in both in his family on both sides. So, mm -hmm. um, 
So he did test and things like that, but it wasn't, and they had put him on some kind of medication towards the end of 2015, um, but it wasn't helping. It was actually probably making things worse. Oh, wow. So in January of 2016, we went back to his kidney specialist and he was going to wean him off of that medicine and actually start putting him on dialysis and um, the kidney transplant list. It had mm-hmm. gotten that serious quickly. Wow. Quickly. Um, but before we could make do that appointment, we had went in, it was on a Thursday. He was, com- he was having leg pain and my husband, his, his, for, his name was Chris. He had a high tolerance of pain. And oh. so for him to say he had leg pain was very unusual. Um, so we went into the hospital, they ended up admitting him. And so he was just sleeping and things like that. But in the middle of the night, um, one of the nurses came in to check him and he wasn't really responding. So... Um, so I'm talking to him, I'm like, Chris, you got to wake up. You know, the nurses are here to check you. Um, at that point they decide to move him to ICU. So I'm in the family waiting room as they get him settled in his room. And the next thing I hear is code blue. I instantly knew it was him. Wow. Um, so they were working on him. They come in to tell me, you know, we've been working on him for a little bit. He's not responding. You need to call in your family, his family. So I'm like, okay. And and at this point I'm at the hospital by myself mm-hmm. because like his family had come up a little bit earlier, but everything was okay that we knew of. He was just sleeping. So there was really mm-hmm. no reason for anyone to be there with me right. because we uh-huh. didn't think it was that serious. So, um, so after a while they come back and and they say, we've worked on him as much as we can. He's, he's passed away. And I'm just like in complete shock. Of course. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Complete shock. Um, at that point I already had made phone calls to his family. So about time anyone got there, Chris had already passed away. Right. Um, so from there it was like, a whirlwind, a complete Mm. whirlwind, because you walk in being a wife and you leave being a widow and having to make all these decisions that you've never had to make before. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but at the age of 35, I've never had to plan a funeral. I've never had to even leave a hospital and decide um, where's he supposed to go? All this stuff that you were just instantly hit with. Right. Um, my parents were there. My family was there. His family was there. They helped with all that, but you're not even thinking about that. You're just like trying to hold on to this, this body, this person that's not there in grass. So I was just, um, I was devastated. I came home and I just, I just like slept and cried and, um, but you're forced to have to immediate plan stuff. You just, that's, yeah. that's the hard part about loss. You, so, um, so that's what happened. Um, and from there, I just, 
I, I had to start planning and, and getting stuff together. And um, in a way, I do feel like when I when I think back on it, I feel like Chris was kind of preparing me because I remember one time we had a conversation and he said to me, Janine, no matter what happens, I need to know that you're going to go on. And I said, well, what do you mean? I said, are you, I said, are you giving up on me? He's like, no. He goes, I just need to know you're going to be okay. I need to know that you're still going to, mm -hmm. you're, you're still going to go on. You're still going to walk with God. And I said, he goes, I need you to promise me that. And I said, I promise. And so I do feel like maybe he did know. Um, and he was just, he was preparing me. Right. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But so to this day, I, I carry on that promise as hard as it was, mm. you know, and there was, there was definitely a point where I was definitely mad at God and I had to learn through grief and, and walking that journey that yeah. um, it was okay, that mm. all my emotions, God was able to handle. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, like I said, it's been over six years. Um, I had an amazing, amazing husband. So that's a little bit of my story. Just the, you know, a brief snippet, but yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I guess I would start it off from now. My cup runneth over, right? Yeah. I, I'm blown away. And the fact that you allowed yourself, cause I, it's hard to really, maneuver and like think of like what to do next after getting that news that hey your husband just passed away it's like hold on what mm -hmm. you know it's like you feel like you're in an alternate reality you're not sure what's going on and um the fact that you was able to find some strength within you and you know be able to handle certain things and like organize the funeral and like work with the families and all that mm -hmm. um because some people are Weren't, are not able to do it. They just give it to the family. It's like they just can't bring themselves to do it, you know. And that's a hard thing to do. It is. You, it so, definitely is. Yeah, you expect to um, die with your husband in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you're not supposed to leave me. What are you doing? This is not what we planned to do. Right. Yeah. So, I gotta say, wow, you're a very strong woman, Janine. Thank you. Thank you. And I think the biggest thing was. I wanted, I wanted his life to be honored. And mm -hmm. I don't think I could have trusted anyone else with that. Not to say right. that his family couldn't have done it, my family, but I mm -hmm. wanted, I wanted the the service to be honoring to him. And I knew him the best. Yeah, you know, of course. Yes. He's a, he's a, he's a brother. He's a friend, but I knew him the best. So, right. Right. Yeah, wow. and he would have not wanted anyone else to do it but you. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I know. Again, again, this is not an easy topic to share. So you know, just thank you for being. You know, putting. You know, dropping your guard a little bit, being a little vulnerable, and just explaining a little bit of you know that experience because I don't know when's the last time you you know you went through this in detail, but I know each time you do go through it, it's not easier. It's not yeah. supposed to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this happened and that's it. It's never easy. So, you know, just thank you again for sharing that uh, with us because, you know, we don't take it lightly. So we're just appreciative yeah. you've given us 
um, part of you yes. with that. Yes. So I think um, transitioning, you know, from that, I think I'd probably want to ask um, a couple of the, you know, couple questions about you and Chris, because um, mm-hmm. I feel like it just transitions right into that. So, and I, I think there's probably going to be some cute stories too, uh, with some good memories along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you might have mentioned, but maybe I missed it. You know, so who truly fell in love with who first between you and Chris? And what was the reaction of the person? I definitely fell in love first. Um, And Chris wanted to take things very, very slow. So so right before him and I met, his mom had passed away. So, and he wanted to make sure that he wasn't replacing me or any relationship. He now nah, let, let me clarify. He wanted to make sure that he wasn't replacing his mom with me or any relationship. So he wanted to take things very slow because he was also grieving that. Um, he was very close to his mom. He helped take care of his mom because his mom, um, her one leg was amputated. So she was wheelchair bound. So, um, so he helped take care of her. Um, so that was, he would tell me all the time, we're taking this nice and slow. Cause a couple of times I told him, I said, listen, I don't just date the date. Like, what are we doing here? It would intent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and for both of us, it had really been our first serious relationship, um, that either one of us had had. Um, like I said, I was at the time 27 he was six years older than us. So he, or older than me. So he was like 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kind of went from there and eventually, yes, he did come around. But I remember on his birthday, he was born in April, April 4th. So we met in July of 07 and then April of 2008. Um, I had planned this whole birthday celebration for him. And, um, he said to me at the end of the night, he goes, will you be my girlfriend? And I'm thinking to myself, it's about to be a year. What, what have we been doing? (laughs) But I gladly said, yes, I I gladly said, yes. So that, that was just him. You know, he he just wanted to make sure. So. Yes. And that was curious to ask because yeah, listen, you don't want to assume that we, boyfriend and girlfriend it's like no we're just hanging out right acts it's good I'm, yeah, yeah. it is that's why we tell people like you gotta like ask like like what you said like what have you been doing here like, you know you gotta ask these questions to know so don't make assumptions and you think oh yeah you get around the family you're like oh that's just my friend mm. it's mm-hmm. been two years we're not boyfriend and girlfriend right that okay. is one thing i learned yes i i don't assume anymore i I don't assume I'm in a relationship unless you ask. And yes, I, I did learn that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, dating with intent, that's definitely something we, uh, we, we home in and hit very hard, yeah. you know, with a lot of, uh, you know, episodes that we do always date with intent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you want to ask the next question? Yeah. So are you currently dating right now? I am currently dating right now. And, um, that's, that's been a journey in itself. So I would say probably, probably since 2019 
20, I really was ready to date. Prior to that, I, um, I just wasn't ready. And so I had to figure out who I was mm -hmm. after being married and being a wife. And I had to re kind of discover, okay, who is Janine? Who, who am I now? What does right, that look right, like? Right, right, right. So I needed that time to just figure all that out. And, um, so then I was finally ready and I started dipping my toes back out there and it was rough. It was rough because I hadn't dated in a while and I had all these ideas and things. And one thing I learned from, from Chris was I was worth the wait. And so I had to keep reminding myself through this process and journey that I'm mm -hmm. worth the wait and not yeah. just settle for anything or allow anything or if someone, you know, if I got ghosted or someone didn't show up on a date or to not take it personal. And that's hard. That's so hard. It is hard. Uh -huh. yeah. But yes, so I am dating someone now. I'm just kind of taking it moment by moment. Um, that's all I can do. Um, mm -hmm. in this process, I did hire relationship coaches, um, that have helped me tremendously to gain more confidence, to nice. talk different scenarios with, and they've just been there all along. So that's I, really, awesome. yes. Yeah. So that's that helped. Is <laughs> awesome. Very good. Very I like good. that. Yeah. So for some reason, when you said relationship coach, I don't know why, maybe the, any thought of it. I too. didn't think about Hitch. No. You didn't think about Hitch? No, I, I thought about a different show but what that is? show i don't like that show i think it sucks actually <laughs> and that show is um um married at first sight really because that's the most recent show that i've seen like relationship relating coaches, oh, okay. relationship coaches that actually like you know pair people up and stuff yes no they don't actually pay well they don't actually pair people up what they do is just they help you to be able to get online or in person and work on things first within yourself, like different, um, you know, like beliefs, like one of the things, this is, this is crazy, but one of the things I thought being a plus size person is that I needed to be on a plus size site. Like no one was, I was not going to find somebody on a regular online no. site, like yeah, okay. things like that, different beliefs I had about myself that yeah. I had to work through and deal with to be ready to date. And, um, and just updating like my profile and pictures and just really finding that confidence within me. And once I found that confidence, then that would come out in my dating experience. And it has, um, right. truly has, I've been with them for a year and from where I started to where I'm now, it's, I'm a totally different person. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. So it's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So transitioning to our next question, um, kind of going back into, you know, just a little bit about with you and Chris. So mm -hmm. you guys were married about, um, uh, quick math. Was it seven, eight years or so? Five years. Five years. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, with that being said, would you recommend marriage to others, you know, based upon just overall your, your experience? Absolutely. I absolutely recommend marriage. And I recommend it because marriage is a beautiful, it's it's absolutely beautiful. It definitely is a commitment, a daily commitment. Mm. So both people have to be ready. 
you have to be willing to be selfless. You have to be willing to put your partner before you because that's what it is. Um, you're going to go through things. Even in that short amount of time, we went through some things. We, we lived out our vows and you don't know exactly what life holds and what's going to happen in your marriage, but you Mm -hmm. have to have that commitment to say, no matter what, I'm going to love you through. Mm -hmm. And that's truly what it is. It's loving the person where they're at, but also challenging each other to grow to grow more, to grow together. Um, okay, I wouldn't yeah. have changed anything. Um, nice. Yes. So marriage is definitely something I recommend, but don't go into it lightheartedly. Really, right. really know what it, what it, what it's about and what it's going to take. Make yes, sense. Make yeah. sense. And like what Janine said, take it seriously. Mm-hmm. This is a covenant under God. Like this is serious. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it's not, um, you know, a transactional thing where it's like, okay, return um, because I don't like it. It's like you've made this bond and, you know, cherish the bond, right? Yeah. Don't just let it go. Don't just, you know, let it wither away. So, so yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And just don't get into marriage, like, for the wrong reason. Like, oh, he got money. He's going to take care of me. It's like, or she got money. She's going to take care of me. It's like, that's so not a good idea. Don't do it. That's right. your idea of thinking about a marriage? No, no, no. No. If you don't have healthy examples, find some mentors. Find some mentors. Find, um, and even while you're dating, if you get to a point to where you are dating and you're, you guys are exclusive, it doesn't hurt to get coaching early, you know, to talk about things, to see if you're really ready for that next step. Right. Um, you know, often couples will wait until they get engaged do it while you're dating get that outside perspective so you can ask each other questions um i I highly recommend that you know you sometimes you need a third person just to be like have you talked about this have you thought about this area like where do you guys stand on different issues to really see you know okay is this someone who truly can be my life partner till death do us part so I think you made a good point that um, we don't hear often where, cause we always encourage, you know, prior to marriage, do some sort of third party counseling or something of the sort, but you mentioned forget being engaged or prior to being engaged, like in the, you know, the boyfriend getting the girlfriend stage, getting serious at that point to do it. I never thought of it at that point. I always thought like, you know, maybe a year, six months prior to being married yeah. would be ideal. But that perspective is definitely way different from what we've, learned and what we've encouraged so i can appreciate that because i didn't think that at all are you saying when you're a serious like it's say for instance it's been two to three years right now you Mm -hmm. guys are supposed to very serious you you may have talked about marriage but like actually going to a counselor to see like you know are we ready for marriage right right and talking about that because there sometimes there's some kinks that you may not see that the third party may see and like oh, okay, there's something that you got to work on here because, you know, going into a marriage, this, this may be a stumbling block. Could be Absolutely. a stumbling block. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and it's good when you do that, I think. That's smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the, the whole children thing, like mm-hmm. saying, oh, I don't want kids. And it's like, now I want kids. It's like, oh, we agreed we didn't want kids. Now you want kids? Mm-hmm. Right. That becomes an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's very, it's very important to, um, 
you know, and even after you get married to have those check-ins, I'm all about being proactive versus being reactive. hundred percent. It's, it's way better um, to have check-ins on a weekly basis. And then, you know, whether it's going away and finding some retreats together, like that's, that's to me is so important for couples because if you let those small things keep creeping in and you don't address them, then it becomes a bigger thing. And then if about time you're going to counseling for repair, usually it's too late. It's going to take a lot more work. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very and true. Like actually have fun in your marriage too. Yes. Yes. You know, stop thinking like this idea that people assume it is. It's a ball and change. Like you're stuck for life and this is the end of the road. It's not a doomsday thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to be married. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know that this person right here has my back for mm-hmm. life. Like This is my man. This is my woman. Like this person, you know, so it's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. Right. It takes away the stress. It yeah. does. <laughs> very true. Very true. So, um, you want to go in with the, the next question? Yeah, sure. So how has like your dating experience been like since being a widow? Like, cause you talked about how initially starting out, it was a little rough, but you have any like, um, interesting stories, um, of just like how, like maybe your first date out there, mm-hmm. how was that for you? Did you actually go? Yes. (laughs) So the first date was, um, so part of, so part of what I do is, um, if I meet someone online, you know, usually the transition is, uh, we'll talk on the phone. We'll have a video, video chat, at least one or two. And then just to make sure that one, they're who they are Two, there's some chemistry there because I don't want to waste my time. And then we meet and then it's just horrible. So so video chat helps with that. So I highly recommend that. Um, So the first one I went on a date with, uh, he was about 40 minutes away and we met at an Applebee's and we had a good time. Like it was a good date. Um, And then we went on, we did go on a second date. But after that, it was, I think our end goals were very different. Um, So, but that was my first I would say dip back in and I was just like each date helped me to define more of what I wanted and what I didn't want. That is probably Mm -hmm. what the biggest thing that I've learned through this is um, really being clear on exactly what I want, what I need, but being open to not necessarily looks and things like that, but getting to the heart of, you know, what kind of characteristics am I looking for? Um, so that was the biggest thing. Um, I had a date where the guy never showed up. I was waiting at a coffee shop and I had talked to him earlier that day. Thought we were all good to go. Got there, waited, text him, called, no response. Thank goodness that was only one time. But even in that, I was just like, okay, don't know what happened. Still don't know what happened to this day. Right. Um, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, so that's kind of, you know, and then going through sharing that I'm a widow, that not everyone, not everyone can understand it. Not everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they think they're competing 
there's nothing to compete with. There will always be a love there for my husband, but I have more love to give and I want to do that. Um, But some people just can't, they can't handle that. And, you know, that's one of my prayers is that whoever I'm with, they will understand that that was a, I had a beautiful marriage. Um, and I always, he'll always be a part of me in some way. So there's, you know, there's going to be different days or holidays or times that were, I am going to be missing him, but the right person will understand that. Um, right, yeah, right. And allow you that space without having the jealousy and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, and some people just couldn't believe I was a widow, but I mean, I would never make that up. But right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but wow. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That transition kind of into um, one of our next questions was, you know, was a potential uh, person, you know, ever weirded out by the fact that, you know, you were, um, or you are a widow, but it kind of cemented it like, you know. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, okay. Um, I guess people forget people die, you know, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so if someone is a widow, like means like their significant other die, like, why are you? making it seem like it's not something that happens mm-hmm. and like, like where's your maturity well i, I would uh, go back to you know what janine was saying in terms of the, you know competing. the competing yeah i'm not saying i understand that but it's kind of like in, in the perspective of like this was your number one in everything mm-hmm. so me coming in from an outside perspective i'm here thinking now that oh now i have to compete with this guy who was number one in everything i'm always going to be number two so it just takes that like she said level of maturity and also just is that like a male's ego then it could be a male ego I think it's, it, it is a male's masculinity. ego like, yeah. probably in heaven like wow serious right now <laughs> Dude, really? yeah it definitely i would say it is a, a guy's ego because um like i said i we're built to have love for more than just one person because think about it when you have kids it, yes it's a different kind of love but mm-hmm. you have one and you think, oh, I don't know if I can ever love another child the way I love this child right now. But then right. you have another one and find out, oh, yeah. So it, you have the capacity to love more and it's different. No relationship is going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and that's why if you have a loss, it's so important to be in a healthy place to be able to date so that you're not comparing, so that you're not um constantly in your mind saying well he doesn't do this like he did that like it has to be you have to be in a healthy place um not to say that there might not be similarities or things like that but you have to be in in the right mindset to be able to handle that and again it's new and so i've never been a widow for i don't i don't know a lot of young widows so navigating this and dating again it's different. Um, so I, I won't be perfect at it, but I'm doing my best. Yeah. Right. And that, that right. makes a lot of sense. What you said about like analyzing, Hey, okay. Yes. Chris did this thing, but this person may not do it the same way, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, they may still get the same result, mm-hmm. you know, separate the two. And I know I'm sure it's, it can be challenging to right. separate especially if there's similarities in you know chris and a new person that you're dating or 
people that you've met. Right. But it's good to, like what you said, being that right mindset and being in a healthy space that you can properly say, okay, let me not, you know, keep um, making these kind of like, oh, comparison mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you want to go with the next one? Okay. So what has been like the hardest lesson that you've learned and had to accept like within your marriage? for that five-year span? I would say just growing together and having the patience because we didn't live together prior to being married. Right. So that was a huge adjustment. Like our first year was was rough. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of people say, oh, your first year is the easiest. Uh, not for us because we went through having to live together and get used to each other. Plus we did not have a lot of support as a couple, as a young married couple. Um, And so, you know, in our church that we were going to at the time, there was nothing, nothing, no couples ministry, no newlywed ministry, nothing. Um, And for the most part, Chris didn't have a lot of men in his life. Um, His dad had already passed away. He had his grandfather, but he didn't have like a lot of men to know how to navigate and how to be a husband. Um, So that was a challenge. Like when we were, when we would have disagreements or anything, he would talk to me about me. That's Uh. so hard to hear. (laughs) So I'm like, "Mm, you, you might need someone else to talk to and then come to me and we can talk about it. But those were just some things. So I would say the hardest thing definitely was just adjusting to each other. And when you really needed support, we did not have that. Um, but you, we kept working on it and trying to really have forgiveness and grace. Um, but it, it definitely got, it got better because we had to learn how to really communicate um, on a different level. You know, we, uh, I thought we had good communication while we were dating because long distance, you really do have to rely on communication, but it was a whole nother level when we were married, whole nother level. Wow. Wow. Um, well, you know, we can relate to a partial of your story because we, well, when we got married a few short months after that, it became a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't want to count it, but it's, it's a long distance relationship. Yeah, it was long distance. Because okay. I was away for like six, seven, eight months. It's about mm-hmm. like four. It felt like longer, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I had went away with the um with the military, as a lot of people already know, for that initial training. So a lot of our first year, a half of our first year of marriage, we spent it communicating via letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wrote letters to each other. We were pen pals, if you will. So you know, with that long distance already, you know, so I, I could relate to that. Yeah, we could relate to that indeed. It's true. Um, yeah, not everybody's first year is a walk in the park. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Yeah. What did I do? Yeah. Oh, she needs a letter today, so yeah. now she's in trouble. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't love me no more? Where's my letter? It's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I, and I would say though, wow, um, I thought all churches did couples ministry. I really That's thought, <laughs> you know, um, because we've come across like um, churches that we've been to that they did couples ministry. Plenty, yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, okay. This must be a regular thing that they do couples ministry. I didn't know the old churches didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Churches need to do couples ministry. That's how you keep the family together, right? Absolutely. How you keep the love flowing so we have less divorce happening. Right. Mm-hmm. This country has a lot of divorces and yes. times all they need was just a little counseling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a little prayer, mm-hmm. consistent prayer, mm-hmm. and actually working on the issues. Sometimes it's an internal thing. It's not even the person. It's like it's something within that person that's blocking their marriage Absolutely. and causing issues. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, like what Julie said, go to counseling during your dating stage. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> that is a golden nugget right there. That counseling during dating stage, too, think about it. It can actually, as much as we may not want it, it may show that you guys may not either be ready for marry, marriage or yet, yeah. or may not be compatible to marry. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, that's a that's a wide perspective, but you know yeah. it, it will open you up from 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 jump, so you don't have to go so deep invested. And it's like, oh, we didn't work out anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's true. The wise man seeks counsel, right? Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. And he who counsels himself counsels as a fool. So yeah, it's it's very definitely important because right. the next thing you know, it's just like we could have just been friends. <laughs> you and his friend. <laughs> Sometimes people that you're dating, it's like, you know what? We could have just been friends. Like, we wasn't supposed to be going this long-term thing together. You're not my ordained husband or mm-hmm. she's not my ordained wife, like, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Because we are, we have, everyone has their ordained spouse, you know. God chooses a spouse for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, Janine, um, you know, we just want to, again, thank you for, you know, sharing, you know, your story with us. Um, it was kind of funny. We were supposed to structure it where we talked about kind of like the widow side of the story with those mm-hmm. kind of dating questions. And then there were the marriage side of the story, kind of split that up, but it kind of intertwined. And I guess it kind of just flowed as is. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cause we like to try to do a structure, but you know, when you have like a compelling story, like sometimes structure don't matter because mm-hmm. what matters is the story at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just appreciate it. There's one final question we'd want to um you know throw out there to you but i want to have dna ask it kind of goes for you know the single and also the couple that final question okay so finally like what is your lasting advice to give to any couple or single that is listening in um in regards to having a long lasting beautiful relationship my advice first and foremost is know who you are know who you are do the work on yourself first to be ready for a relationship when you come into it healthy whole ready mentally physically emotionally financially all areas spiritually then you'll be ready for a partner and that person is going to come and that person is going to love you from the crown of your head all the way to the tippy tippy toes and just as you are um Like I said, the biggest thing that I learned was I was worth the wait. And you don't have to change who you are for anyone. Embrace who you are. Be confident in who you are. Know who God has created you to be. And when you meet the person that God has for you, you're both going to be able to grow together, love each other through challenges, through the good, the bad, the ugly, through it all. Um, because you're, you're, you're whole people. Um, you know, when people say that's my better half, I understand it to an extent, but you have to know who you are first. 
Um, and as far as being in a marriage, being in a relationship, keep that fire and passion alive. Just like Deanna said earlier, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to be passionate. Date each other. Don't ever lose dating one another and truly valuing, valuing one another and appreciating each other. I think the biggest thing is, um, I wish I had more time. Mm. Yeah. I wish I had more time that one more, I love you. One more kiss, one more hug, one more, one more date. Appreciate each other. Keep the simple things in life together and just truly don't take each other for granted. You never know what life's going to bring. And having that person in your life is just, it's priceless. It truly is priceless. And um, yeah, don't let anyone come in between you two um, because you're each other. And, and, and marriage is something that is honorable, that God loves and that God wants. And um, it's attainable. So don't keep going, keep striving on your journey. Um, and it'll happen. It will happen. Nice. Wow. Thank See, this, you. This is why I said from very early on, my cup runneth over. Yeah. And that was our it's relational moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, again, Jeannie, just thank you for that. Um, it, was, it was a power packed um, suggestions for everybody. Obviously, you know, to each his own, people want to take different pieces of advice. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you always look at the fruit of the tree and we just appreciate, you know, you giving that transparency because like you said, time. We always feel like time is 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 infinite, yeah. but time is finite. Time, yeah. it's you know, limited. Yeah, it runs through our hands like when you grab um, a handful of sand at the beach, it just slips away as 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 fluidly and quickly, and we don't ever realize it. Yeah. But um, just thank you so much for that. Um, one thing I wanted to add too was, you know, where can people find you know the Cultivating Loves podcast? Because you know, obviously, we want to hear more from that, and other our listeners would love to hear from that. So. Where can they find you and are, can they find you on social media? I just want to throw that in there as well. Yes. So um, Cultivating Love Podcast will be on all the uh, streaming platforms. It's going to be on Anchor. It's going to be on YouTube and, of course, shared on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find us under Cultivating Love. Um, and on social media, we are Cultivated Love because that's the overall business. But we will be releasing here just in a couple weeks. Um, so I'm excited to be able to share that with everyone that we will be releasing for our inaugural season. And I can't wait um, to have that. So yes, on all your streaming platforms, you can find Cultivating Love. Perfect, perfect. We nice. just had to get that in there. We had to get that in there. Well, thank you again. I mean, uh, I don't want to. No, I, I, my cup runneth over. Oh yeah? yeah, you don't normally say it. I know. <laughs> That's usually my line. That's usually yeah. My line. So, um, but no, just I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm reading. Yeah. Thank you so much, Janine. Your story is absolutely beautiful, and like what you said, like we have so much love to give and share mm -hmm. to everyone. So don't think that all your love is left with that previous um partner. No, you have more love to give. Yeah. You have to allow yourself to give that love. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely appreciate it. 
you two have an amazing story yourself and um i love this podcast so thank you yes yes appreciate that thank you so much all right so i think with that being said danny want to close up shop all right so to everyone out there have a great day a great evening a great night and wherever you are in the world stay blessed yes be well It's relational.